Welcome, welcome to episode eight of Building My Board podcast, Barnes University Radio. And this is a position I played. So there's no need to, you know, go into super pseudo couch analyst uh, wordplay and try to impress you. I played the position. Um, and I'm going to give you the raw breakdown of what it takes to play this position. Now, did I play in the NFL? No. Um, but unlike most people who want to say that you have to be this, this, and this to be able to talk about something, I played it at a high level at what I did play at, and I was highly suited to continue with that vocation, but I chose otherwise. But this is a position that really it takes a certain type of person to really play at on a high level. It takes a certain amount of confidence. It takes a certain amount of film study. And it takes a certain amount of God-given ability. And I can't wait to break down some of my favorite cornerbacks from the 2019 NFL Draft class. And without further ado, let's get down to it. Greedy Williams was my number one graded cornerback from this class. And... You know, people that that stand out right now is what stands out about this prospect is he can't tackle. He's thinly built for sure. We see that, you know, that's that's something you see. And it's something that's easily heard through the grapevine. You know, if you're scouting with your ears, you put on the tape, though, you see a prospect similar to Marcus Peter, not as physical, not as big. He sticks to the routes for him constantly. Aspiration. I mean, not many people have gone back past that. That there's intelligence there. Now, as far as the tackling and as far as the size goes, last time I checked in the NFL, you lift weights and they coach tackling. So draft the best corner, the cover, draft the best cover corner in the in college. Teach him how to tackle and add some weight to him. And you know, why are we making this complicated? Next, <laughs> uh, Juwan Williams out of Vanderbilt. And by the way, Grady Williams got taken by the Cleveland Browns, who that regime reminds me very much of how, you know, just from what I just said, that's how they would think about that. But Juwan Williams is a guy out of Vanderbilt that, you know, maybe some people's fifth. I'm not sure I saw Juwan Williams as high as number two, but for me he is because of his attitude. You got you to understand this game is about confidence, attitude, short memory. And to pair with that mentality that Juwan Williams has, he has great length against some of the best wide receivers. I mean, he plays in the SEC, the closest thing to the NFL. And against these wide receivers, he's held, he held his own. Now, did they get the best of him sometimes? Is he a bit grabby at times? Yes. But that comes with NFL coaching to refine. But overall, he's 90% there with the attitude, the size, and the training. You know, he was, you know, on-the-job training in the SEC. A.J. Brown, um, Demarcus Lodge, D.K. Metcalf. Just that core alone held his own. And I really like his game, and I really like the fit with the Patriots. Um... Third and fourth were tied, kind of per se. You know, DeAndre Baker and Chris Boyd. Baker out of Georgia, 
Boyd out of Texas, who Boyd went in the second round, which is kind of crazy. But I understand somewhat because of his size um, and maybe a bad interview. People say he's too cocky. But um, DeAndre Baker is a guy that measurable speed-wise is a great prospect. Much to be desired for me in the technical side of things because you have to be a technician as a corner. Um, and you have to be situation situationally smart. And I think that, you know, with better coaching, better film study, he's going to get better at that. As a prospect, he went to the Giants. Um, not sure how quick they develop corners, but I think probably they saw a bit of Patrick Peterson in him. And I think the pad, the defensive coordinator used to be in Arizona. I can certainly see the comparison. Pat P is certainly a better technician, certainly more better all around. But Baker is, has a long way to go on the technical side. But as a pure measurement, speed, and size, you got to like him. That's why he's third on my board. And then fourth, Chris Boyd. All you saw when you put on tape initially is that technical side that I'm talking about that Baker's missing. You saw situationally, third and short. Do I need to play off or, or, or play close? He'd be play close and get a good jam. That's something that he constantly did. And that's something that cornerbacks don't do enough is get a, get your hands on the right receivers. You're able within five yards and at the, in the, in, in the NFL, excuse me, you can, you can impede the progress of these wide outs. And I think that secondary players should do that a lot more. Too many times you see secondary players give free releases to wide receivers when they should be jamming the hell out of people. And I think that's what Chris Boyd does. He's in, he's borderline grimy. And I think I actually wrote that. He's a borderline grimy prospect to where he's going to play you physical. And I really like that about Chris Boyd's game out of Texas. I think he got drafted late to the Vikings. Amani Awarie from Penn State and Byron Murphy from Washington. Really like Awarie's link. Reminds me of Namdi Amsuwa, former Raider and Eagle. Just long, smart corner, tenacious. Made some big plays late in games for Penn State. Byron Murphy is a zone corner for me. Don't trust him as much in a man scheme. Really like the fit there in, I believe, Arizona. Um, under him, Michael Jackson Sr. from Miami. Um, has the perfect size, speed. Um, like to see better tackling and more willingness to tackle. But overall... Can play in zone. Really like him in zone. Um, I believe he can play man just simply because he has the speed to run with guys. He not sure if he don't necessarily, he doesn't necessarily remind me of Tre'Davious White from an all around perspective, but his size and potential is very Tre'Davious White like in terms of a pure guy. Needs some coaching and he's very coachable, and that's what I really like about. Mike Jackson, senior out of Miami. I like his all-around great blitzer. Cinnamon blitzes. He understands angles. Really like that about his game. Rocket Sin, Hemp Cheevers. Um, Rocket Sin got drafted by the Colts. I don't know any other team uh, that would have fit him better as far as a cover two corner. So he can see everything, drive on the ball, knock the snot out of people. He's in our division. So we're going to have to deal with that. Hamp Cheevers is a guy that was really enigmatic for me in the draft, um, in the in the player evaluation process. 
just a skinny prospect, but all you saw was him make plays, and you kind of you kind of just said, okay, he's skinny, he's stiff in his lowers, and even against some of the top talent, he's there, you know. But he went, he wound up went undrafted, um, signed with the Titans, um, and you know, Titans have Boston College connects. But I just f- found him to be a very fascinating prospect to where the production is there marginally. Um, and the statistics is there. It's just that the size, the strength, stiff lower stand out. But he still played despite of it. So at the next level, we're going to see if it was all a sham or he's really a real deal prospect. I like him on the inside at the at slot or outside. Main thing for me is the size. Will he be out muscled? Seeing that and how he plays at the next level, it's going to be exciting. Uh, Montre Hardage and Kendall Sheffield at Ohio State. Hardage is out of Northwestern. Hardage, to to say the least, shut down Miles Boykin from Notre Dame when they played versus each other. Big school versus smaller school, you can say. I mean, Northwestern is pretty decent, um, but. Ran Borkins routes a lot. Borkins, you know, we'll talk about the receivers, or we already did. Good, big body guy, kind of athletic. But and Montre Hardage is shorter, significantly shorter than Miles Borkin, and basically shut him down and mirrored every move. And that's that's his game. He he's a technician. He mirrors wide receivers, runs their routes. It's very feisty. Like that part of his game. Um, pre- predominantly an outside corner. But I really like Hardridge's game. I think he got an invite with the um, Dolphins. Kendall Sheffield was drafted by the Falcons. I like Sheffield slot only and versus guys his size. But it's very unique because this prospect is very good, like I just said, versus prospects his size and in the slot. I will not dare put Kendall Sheffield on the outside. And... That's something that you can do, you know, I'm thinking ahead of the game because the Titans actually play the Falcons. You get him in a man man situation. He's manned up, preferably, preferably versus a bigger guy, and you motion that bigger guy outside and just run and go and throw it up. And more times than not, the bigger guy's going to come down with it. But you put him against a slot guy on the inside, he will stick to him like glue. So... I like him for that because he's situationally and very specifically a good player. Trevon Mullen um, got drafted by the Raiders. I really like his his overall like body of work. Um, not necessarily elite, but I like his body of work. Got drafted by the Raiders. I think that's a good fit for him. Steven Denmark, he's no slouch. Just level of competition. Reminds me of... Uh, Richard Sherman, small school guy of Valdosta State, really like him. I really like the fit with the Bears, too. If they're going to do anything similar to what they did last year with Vic Fangio, no, he's gone. But if they do anything similar to that, I really like him in that scheme. Uh, Julian Love, Blaze Brown, David Long, Corey Ballantyne. Love is a guy that, you know, versus elite route runners on his level, got turned around and looked silly a lot. But he looks the part, I think, with the coaches. I think that's good. He's not addicted, but he plays with tenacity, with passion. I really like him as probably a practice squad fit for them in the development of the Niners. David Long reminds me of Malcolm Butch, just feisty. 
Um, it'd be a lot of your child about something because it's not to be there. Um, not as like a gifted, um, but it's tenacious. And it takes some time for me, I like my corners to be a bit of long. Um, just because it's versatile, you know, long, speedy, good footwork guys that can play inside, outside. I mean, the more you can do, the better. Core Ballantown is a guy that, uh, with the Giants, provides some teams value return. Fog, Core that had a great single. Um, I like him. Um, he's recovering from off-field issues and praying, definitely praying and hoping and sending the best wishes his way. Um, just a cornerback, I think that will have a, a developmental hurdle getting used to NFL speed and NFL contact at first, but I think he'll adapt well and be a solid um, number two corner to, to reserve um, in this league. I just like his game. I think that, you know, if he adapts, good head on his shoulders. Um, don't know the coaching staff with the Giants enough to say about the development of corners. I think that, I think that, like I said earlier, that defensive coordinator basically had Patrick Peterson. But what cornerback outside of him that wasn't a veteran did, did you really say that developed well in that system? So that's the only thing that I have uh, to say about that. You know, with, I mentioned DeAndre Baker and, you know, Corey Ballantyne, both giants. How would they develop? You know, what? who is their cornerback coach? So that concludes my cornerbacks. Good that this video is at a reasonable time. Um, those are the guys that I like, and I'm looking forward to seeing how it all pans out next year. Um, this is building my board. Like I said, very easily, easy to find on, um, Twitter, the app, um, hashtag building my board and you'll find videos of me going through prospects. And the best thing, like I said, is accountability going back and saying, Hey, this guy's doing exactly what this guy said. And you know, a lot of times we look at that as patting your back or, or patting your own back, tooting your own horn. But what what is what is evaluating about? It's about accuracy. And if I'm accurate six months before it actually occurs, you damn right I'm about to say that, hey, I was right. And it's about more so about, hey. This is my resume. I'm excited. First of all, I'm excited, period. I love the game of football. I'm not thinking about it being showing off. I'm not thinking about it, you know, tooting my own horn. First of all, I'm just excited because I love football. Second of all, if I was right about something in, 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 a, in a football world where so many people are wrong, you damn skippy, I'm going to retweet it and quote it with, hey, I was right. I'm happy. I'm proud. I put in the damn work. You put in the work so you can be happy about something. You know, I mean, I just don't understand the mindset of people. You know, you know, I don't get it. And it's not that I care so much about what people think because I say a lot of the rebuttals, but it's kind of like being that player mentality as well. You use anything and everything as your fuel. Not necessarily that's the only thing, because obviously it's out of love. But I digress once more. Um, hashtag building my board. Cornerbacks was a you know in all seriousness. Quarterbacks love the position, play the position. Can't wait to see how it all pans out. Thanks for tuning in. Next episode, we're closing out the building my board episodes. Gonna jump right into. Um, the breakdown of me going live with every pick, further building that accountability, um, 
And what I would have done as the Titans general manager going live before every pick. So therefore, there is no hindsight 2020 Nazis out there. And uh, thanks for tuning in. Barnes University Radio, I'm Charles Barnes. God bless. See you next time.